lead the rest of the world, it's the Dukey Radio Show. Hello, 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 hello to the denizen of downloaders lapping up the summer sun while taking in this broadcast via the means of the podcast. A return ticket to San Francisco has been sent to each and every one of you. Enjoy. And why the home of the Golden Gate Bridge, I hear you ask? Well, the theme of this week's show is Go West. A play on words and a reference to the iconic 1979 Village People song that declared the North Californian city as a utopia for the gay liberation movement. More about how the goal in this week's Goal West, as in a football goal, something which England didn't score many of recently at the World Cup, fits into the equation a bit later. Incidentally, this is not a sports programme. In fact, that's about all the sports-related banter that I'm capable of doing. Best get on with the show, then. All of London, even the headbags, are swinging to the sides of the Dookie Radio Show. The Dookie Radio Show doesn't broadcast on a frequency that exists. However, it's available for download every Monday if you're up for it. And, oh, heads up, you are. Being indecisive enough, think. I just can't choose which one now, can I? Welcome to the Dukey Radio Show and Goal West. In the studio with me, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello. Hello, Dookie and all Dookie listeners. And the woman with the razor-sharp voice, Marsha MacDonald. Greetings and salutations. Yeah, what up? I think your dog's farting. Oh, my word. You really aren't joking. Yeah, when, yeah, you got some stink coming out of that back end. It's a good thing that the Dookie radio show is not available with a scratch-and-sniff facility. She's so cute when she farts. This is true. So cute. She's cute all the time, regardless of flatulence. So, this week's episode is called Goal West. Now, naturally, one would assume that this has something to do with football. Well, the World Cup is on, yes. Is it? Uh, yeah, something's happening. England's out, and that's probably the World the Cup extent. is on. The World Cup is on, yes. England is out of the World Cup. And that's really the you know what, extent Dukey? of the sports-related banter that we are capable of doing. Yes, except that around our way, the you know when the England England team was playing on the big game night, you know when it really, really was important stuff. I guess when the dream was still alive. People put the England flags out their windows. Yes, and then took them bad boys back in again. It was like they were sticking their tongues out. So the night of the game, so they would unfurl the flags out their top floor windows, and then the next day they were peeled right back in again. It is a strange thing. Yes, it's a bit like somebody giving you a lewd gesture using their tongue. It was, Dookie. And that's just uh, what the results were from a horrible match with Uruguay. All the excitement's over. So sad. So sad. Now, inherently... The intention of this week's show was to, with London Gay Pride taking place very soon on the 28th of June, with Wimbledon in full swing, if you know what I mean, we had intended to discuss gays and lesbians from all around the world in sports. And then it dawned on us that Marsha, Sylvia, myself... We really are not great when it comes to sport-related banter. Uh, Dookie, we know sweet F.A. about sports. Let's just face it. Indeed. Between the three of us, I mean, you would think, uh, I don't know, maybe Sue knows something, Irene, I I don't know. But you would think between the three of us that we'd be able to, you know, pull something out of our collective ass. We could have gone the easy route and 
I don't know, use Wikipedia to rattle off an international cavalcade of gay and lesbian sports personalities from present day and yesteryear. But you, yeah. the Dukey Radio Show listener, really you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Sorry, I think I just had a Tourettic kind of lesbian sports player <laughs> moment there. Indeed. Well, it's Wimbledon is is happening as we sit here. And I think the big thing is that if you're a gay person in sport, if you're a straight person in sport, the Dukey Radio Show is a safe place for you Dookie. regardless. We are all about the love. Dookie, you know what I think? And yes, we are. But you know what I think that we should do? What should we do? I think between the three of us in this studio, I think we should name... All the sports people who we know, which, let's face it, won't take long, and then narrow those down to a subgroup of which one of those are gay. So, uh, David Beckham, not gay, obviously. He's very pretty. Uh, Wayne Rooney, maybe not so easy on the eye, possibly. But the hair transplant is doing wonders for him. Not gay. No. Okay, so... Uh, Marcia just had a Tourettic um, person, uh, Billie Jean King, lesbian. Yes. Navratilova. Navratilova, that's a lesbian. Yes. Tom Daly. Tom Daly, the diver. He dives for more things than just the water. (laughs) Gay? Absolutely. Did he really need to come out? Does anybody really need to come out? We should be a tolerant society that just welcomes people regardless of what they do with their genitalia. Let's just say that nobody was reeling from the shock. (laughs) No, I was hardly surprised. Okay, so uh, who else do we know that's, you know, it's like playing now? Uh, Andy Murray. That's the sports person I know. And he's not gay. He's not gay. No. Uh, some of the people, like Sylvia and I were talking about this earlier, and Sylvia kept naming, like, you know, people from the Olympics, right? Who did well in the Olympics. Yes. And I had to keep being like, she's not a lesbian. She just has broad shoulders. One's body type should not really impact on whether or not you think they share like-minded and like-type toilet parts. You're right, Dookie. Like-minded. Do toilet parts have a mind? They do now. Yeah, I don't think we should ever use that phrase again. Uh, It's true. It is true that I was making assumptions based on width of the shoulder, and that's not right. It's not right. One person who does have very broad shoulders is Gareth Thomas, the rugby player, who is indeed gay. He's out. Is he the one who came out? Yes, he did. I remember that from a couple... Wasn't that a couple of years ago? Yes. Four years ago or so? He got many pats on the back in the locker room, apparently, and he had been expecting, like, to be outcast, to be shunned, to be shunned by the whole rugby-playing society, and he wasn't, and I was glad about that, and that's the only thing that I remember about that, or that I know about him. Except that, yes, I do believe he's a very large man, isn't he? He certainly is. A large person... as in a height and shoulder width and not, like... You know, like you're going to need a, a fire crew and a crane to get you out of the house because you've eaten too many Choco Dials. He is a rugby player. Right. And on the other end of the spectrum and going across the pond, the ice yes. skater Johnny Weir. Yeah, he's gay. That's a shocker. So in a way, we've mentioned people of different body types and different disciplines there's uh, the chap in the states a basketball player afro-american is that the correct yes. terminology to use these days you're, you're doing all right dickie you're doing yeah it's all good and if memory serves he plays with a brooklyn based basketball team and the sad reality is after he came out and if you 
can tell yeah. the listeners about how gay sports people have impacted on you, Dookie. I can use the Dookie Radio Show Research D- Facility Dookie. to uh, find out his name. Yeah, I know you're using the uh, specific Dookie Radio Research Facility there, otherwise known as Google. Uh, but if you just pause for a second and look at mine and Sylvia's faces. Uh, incidentally, yes, I will as are I tell you that the, the player's ex- name, Jason Collins, and the team, the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Are yeah. these expressions saying anything that's like even a hint of we know what the hell you're talking about? No, this is why we should not even really be doing this segment at all. The fact of the matter is, two weeks in a row we've made sports references in the titles and the themes of the Dookie Radio Show. Why don't we talk about, are there any sports that you're into? Myself. Like, if you, like, okay, so I'm trying to think. Like, I did watch the World Cup. I watched England. Okay, so that's, that's all right. Lose. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah, Sylvia, you watch anything at all? Anything? Oh, well, you're into the cycling. That's true. I do like some major human endeavor. Talking of human endeavor, yes. the three of us recently got together to watch a sports-related DVD. Yes. The Lance Armstrong DVD, which is called... The Armstrong Lie. And for 90 minutes, each second was pretty much illustrating the fact and supporting the fact that Lance Armstrong of Texas, USA is an absolute twat. Well, Dookie... An amazing sportsman, even with the doping that was used, but, my word, I wouldn't go out to the pub with him and uh, talk blood transfusions, if you know what I mean. Dookie, I think the word is deluded. Personally. True. True. Yeah, which is uh, synonymous with being an asshole. Yes. Well... Which is not dissimilar to twat. It's these locations are quite close to each other, if you know what I mean, geographically speaking. That documentary said to me that he's just a very deluded man, isn't he? Yes. and, 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 And the movie was edited very well because they ended it with him kind of still suggesting that he earned that he won seven times. So, you know, maybe there are still people out there who think that he's wonderful. Really? I don't think so. And if they do, I think that they should email the show because I'm sure they're very rare creatures. If you love Lance Armstrong still, please email the Dookie Radio Show at dookieradioshow at gmail.com extolling your love for the Texan cyclist the problem is that he cheated because lots of them cheated. Absolutely, yeah. He was and by they no wrote means books the about it and etc. etc. I don't think the problem was that he cheated. I think the problem was his audacity. That mofo thought his shit didn't stink. Yeah, so because he was so audacious about it, whereas like his teammate Tyler Hamilton, who who, you know, cheated really bad. He sounds like a lovely man. I'm sure all of us would forgive him, particularly because he had a dog called Tugboat. Ah, oh God, there we go with the dog. Oh, I do know the story. And it is a tearjerker if you are a pet he, fan. His a dog. A pet lover. His dog at the time was nearly as famous as he was. And then his dog, his poorly dog, was having to be put down. And his wife had to drive Tugboat to go see Tyler so he could say goodbye. And now his dog has come back in a new incarnation as another golden Labrador. And I think his name's Tanker. And so Tyler Hamilton in my book, and I have read his book, is fabulous. And, you know, he cheated loads too. I think the problem with Lance was his audacity and the fact that he made a lot more money than the rest of them did. So he made millions and millions. And he's a very audacious character, isn't he? Very audacious. The one thing I realised is earlier on I said that we know nothing about sport. Yeah, we're talking about sports. Indeed, and they're just not the mainstream sports that are out there in the media mainstream. And talking of which, yes, 
Sylvia. Yes. You mentioned that you were going to buy a stationary bicycle. I have it on order, Dookie. Really? Yes. For new listeners to the Dookie radio show, Sylvia, my esteemed partner in radio show crime, is going to have a new segment called Tour de Sylvia's (laughs) Sitting Room. I can't wait, Dookie. And so you have the stationary bike on order. I had to get it delivered because I don't drive. Any ideas to when it's going to arrive? I do believe they said two to three days. So even though we might not be able to discuss Goal West, we might be able to talk about you cycling West. See, we don't mind. Or cycling on a stationary bike while facing in a westerly direction. Exactly. So, see, you you have done us a disservice, Dookie, because you have said the three of us... sports experts. We're sports mad in this. We can talk about the Tour de France. We can have each have a very, very cogent opinion on Lance Armstrong. It's wonderful. Yeah, I don't know. I've watched a bit of that, you know, where they slide down the hill on a on a on a sled in the Winter Olympics. Mm. You know, I, I watched that, but I didn't watch it this year because I was boycotting uh, the Winter Olympics. And for why were very you boycotting reasons. the Winter Olympics, Marcia? Yeah, well, you know, obvious reasons. You know, let's out with it. Well, you know, their stance on uh, gay people wasn't exactly uh, contemporary, was it? No, not at all. No. So, but I have watched it and, you know, I I know this is a well-trodden comedic fur that I'm about ready to replow here, but uh, I don't really think it's a sport, but uh, it's still fun to watch. Absolutely. So I don't think it really counts as a sport because, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld said, you know, what does he do? Stick his toes out? Oh, you know, he's wow, he's a gold medal. And, you know, and I can see that, but it's still kind of cool. And you think, I think out of all the sports, you know, you know, tell me if you disagree with me, but, you know, we can all look at that and go, yeah, that's the one I could do. Right? I mean, it might be freaky. You might be scared of going that fast and hitting them G-forces. I would. But you think you could do it. You know, you could do it. Like, you know, I can't ski very well. I can't I, I can't do anything. I have no hand-eye coordination. I can't. I, I got nothing. But, you know, you stick me on a sled and push me down a hill. You know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the running for at least a bronze. You get me? <laughs> It's that easy, is it? I think, I think, Marcia, you may be borrowing some audacity from our dear Mr. Armstrong. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I might be being, you know, we could have, we could have complaint emails to people saying, how dare you? You know, I trained 20 years to get a, you know, a silver. But, you know, I look at it and I think it looks like something that's achievable. Whereas, you know, like cycling mm. around one of them big salad bowl things, I think, I'm not sure, you know, I can ride a bike. I don't think I could do that. I have a feeling that looks may be ever so slightly deceiving. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. But, you know, you stick me in a pool and I can barely doggy paddle. Before we kick off... Yeah. Before we kick off into the the meat and potatoes, if you are a carnivore and the nut loaf and potatoes if you are a veggie. I think we need to tie in how the title of this week's Dukey Radio Show theme brings it all together. Yes. Go West. Obviously, Go West is a famous gay anthem about San Francisco and how it was a magnet for people from all walks of life. I'm not sure Irene is really worrying about the theme when she's singing it at the beginning there, do you, Dookie? True, I think that she likes the village people, and she, yeah. I have a feeling that she assumes that they are a bunch of family men in the traditional yeah, yeah. heterosexual and sense. And I'm sure in, in, in many ways wrong. they are. So, Go West is a famous gay anthem. Pet Shop Boys did a brilliant cover of it in the 90s. Goal is something which England did not achieve many of. Yes. So that's a reference to the World Cup. 
And with Gay Pride taking place later on this month in London, where we are, and Wimbledon in full swing. Oh, you got something in full swing at Pride, I they think. They certainly do. I think it's a way to tie in sport and all things fabulous and the safety of the Dookie Radio Show and, and we're our inclusive attitude that we have towards all people, regardless of their persuasion backgrounds and the sports that they reckon are and all easy of our to listeners get a bronze in or not. Dookie. Yes, absolutely. If and Dookie, you listen to the show, can we I say like something? You. Talk to me. Your dog is fabulous, but the only thing I worry about is that she seems to shed an inordinate number of whiskers. Yes, I'm slightly worried that Molly the Sprolly is the name of my dog, and she does seem to be shifting her whiskers at quite an exponential rate. And dogs, of course, use whiskers for balance, and I really do hope that she'll be able to... uh, Let me tell you something. Remain if, balanced. If shedding whiskers was a sport, your dog, Molly, would be well into gold medal land here. Because she's just shedding them, shedding them, shedding them. She is doing a hell of a lot of shedding. Yeah, she's doing something. So, Dookie, we've, we have, I think we have truly un. We have folded back the duvet of the sport world and had a well and good ruffle under it. We certainly have. We Do you not think? Talk sport. They've got nothing on us. So Absolutely. That Danny Baker and Danny Kelly, I know they do a sports show on Saturdays. They can suck it. Absolutely. This is where no, you No, they can can't get really. I think they're the... both very lovely men and I think they they're they really are lovely. Yes. I felt quite bad about that. Yes. yes. No. Don't don't go suck it cuz I think you're both wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, and Danny Baker, I am a huge fan of your radio show. A huge inspiration for oh, massive inspiration. the three of us in this room. So don't go suck it, but we're here to say it, we can talk sports too. There's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Click on your mouse to our Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find, it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dookie Radio Show The Dookie Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. Please do not do the screamies. We are only here to explore the scintillating situations happening in your ship. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Scintillating Situations in Your City, featuring Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, Dookie. Hello, Dookie listeners. What have you got in store for us this week? Well, Dookie, I've been promising this for a year now, and it increasingly slips out of my grasp, and I just don't understand why. But what I've done now, Dookie, is I have tried to rectify the situation by signing up for updates. What are we talking about? Yes, we're talking about hot tub cinema. Mixing the world of cinema with the rich and cultural world of submerging oneself in hot water with complete strangers. I've seen pictures. They do those blow-up hot tubs. Right, so this... I saw an ad for one of those today because I was at home and... What was I doing? No, maybe it was last night. It was last night I was watching one of those, you know, suspect channels. You know what I mean? One of them suspect ones. Right. You An know, we're, intimate channel. You know, no, 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 not in. No, not intimate, Dookie. No. no Define ma- suspect. Okay, suspect like, okay, I was watching Motorway Cops. Right, so. So what is that like? 
Dave, there are other channels. Yes, I don't think that particular show is on Dave, but it <laughs> gives a flavour for <laughs> the, the type of programming that is Let's featured elsewhere say, on the channel, yes. On this channel that shows Motorway Cops that I was watching last night, you're not going to catch a documentary on Cezanne. No. You know, or The Impressionist. No. You're not going to get that on this channel, which is fine. You know, I love Motorway Cops. I was loving it. Marcia, you were loving it too, admit it. Yeah, I like, I like traffic cops. I like Motorway Cops. I like, yeah. So... When I say suspect, I mean, you know, you're not going to broaden your horizons by watching this Lowbrow entertainment. I hesitate to say lowbrow because who am I to say what's highbrow and what's lowbrow? Just, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to learn a whole lot. So I was watching that and there was an advert for blow up hot tubs. Blow up hot tubs. Yes. And Marcia, she had a bit of a meltdown, didn't you, Marcia? Yeah, I might have... They're just wrong. Dookie, you know, Sylvia, if you're going to have a, you know, a plumbed-in one is bad enough. If you're going to go out and get one that you blow up, that just brings it to a new level of wrong. Do the inflatable versions of hot tubs also have jets? Yes, it looked like I it looked like they did because me and Marcia, we actually paused it on the commercial. And they you know, you have to obviously you have to blow them up, but they seem to have come with the whole control panel duty. You know what I mean? The whole duty duty. So they're quite high tech. It looked high tech. Only inflatable so it's a, a temporary structure to use for yes. special events only you know you're gonna put your lips on that thing after you've had a few uh, you know to bar your phrase special events mm. y- yeah uh, there's no amount of hand sanitizer that could make me feel clean after that you know what I mean I presume they have a machine in situ for doing the actual inflation. I would hope so, because unless you have the lung capacity of a major elite athlete, I'm thinking that you would probably die. Or a whale. Or a whale, yes. So nobody needs to die for hot tubbing, do they? Absolutely not. So, Dookie, let me just say, all of the hot tub cinema nights were sold out until we get to the 19th of June... The 20th of June and the 21st of June, they were all, seemed like they had tickets, but silly me, didn't mention it last week, and now those days are gone, and we won't get them back. They were showing Top Gun, they were showing Clueless, and they were showing a surprise film, but I did my research today, Dookie, and I signed up for their updates. It goes on until September. I will get updates. I will be on it like supersonic. How many people take part in these events? Well, when I don't, I can't say for sure, but when I looked at the photographs today, it looked so they have a whole rooftop in Shoreditch full of these hot tubs with a massive screen at the front. It's kind of like drive-ins. Like drive-ins, you know, movies. Like if you remember the drive-ins. Sorry, I'm knocking the mic all over. I'm so excited. If you remember the drive-ins, except instead of being in a car, you're in a hot tub, right? And there's like, there look to be, I don't know, maybe 20 hot tubs. And how many people are these individual hot tubs able to accommodate? It looked to be approximately, I would say, seven, possibly stretching to eight. If, you know, if no one's bitten, hitting the Twinkies too hard. Right. If you know what I mean. Twinkies being an American confectionery product, which would be possible to get here only at specialist shops. Yes, that's true. So me and Marcia, Marcia, I know you won't mind me saying this. We've been hitting the Nutella pretty hard. So I'm saying that I'm thinking, Marcia, that if you and I were going to go do this, when we go do this, I'm thinking maybe the hot tub that we're in would probably only seat maybe six. I think you are both being very hard on yourselves. It's all good. It's just, 
haven't we, Marcia? We've been hitting the Nutella pretty hard. Yeah, I love that stuff. God, I mean, it's my smack, my crack, my, you know, my K. Yeah, it's not doing the size of the butt any good. So I agree with you, Sylvia. When we go, I don't know if you're going to make me go. It sounds like you're going to make me. Oh, God, I'm going to have to sit in hot water with a bunch of weirdos. Uh, yeah, I'd say six, but yeah. I've seen the picture, too, because I saw it when Sylvia was doing her research. I'd say, you know, seven or eight. So, Sylvia, you've signed up with a a list or an organization which gives you regular updates, and you will soon be in the loop to finding the best route to submerging yourself in hot water while taking in the best of Hollywood cinema. Yes, I don't know why I didn't sign up before, Dookie, but there's just me. You know, yeah, maybe a bit of fear, maybe some scruples. Values. Maybe just a slight sense of ickiness around hot tubs but this could be fun can i butt in here can, i just noticed uh you know sylv's looking on this uh, hot tub cinema website you want to know what creeps me out a little bit more about this whole hot tub dealio talk to me Marsha. their logo is a mustache right. yeah, have a look have a look look dude look I see an see image I mean? of Marilyn Monroe. No. Well, yeah. Okay, only yeah. Only with a tash. No, no. Look at the top. Look at the top. Oh, right. It, they've adopted this <laughs> it's barbershop like, quartet-style yeah. 1920s tash it's and like incorporated it into a logo. Y- yes. I agree. I think that's kind of strange. I mean, it's kind of strange. But, you know, we're going to go, we're going to see a cheesy movie, we're going to drink. It's going to be fabulous. Fabulous. When I think of a prominent tash and people in a state of semi-undress, there's one thing that comes to mind. Hot tubs. And cinema. Yeah. Although very specialist cinema, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, I know there's a lot of hipsters around Shoreditch, and I know that... With facial hair. Yeah, although I do hear that they're an endangered species. If people read the newspaper over the weekend, you will know that hipsters are an endangered species, because they're just too hip. Like, they're so ironic now that they don't even know what they are anymore. So, facial hair might be on the way out, but I think... Any kind of hair that's not on the head, plus a group of people in hot water, is it could be a recipe for ickiness. Certainly. Oh, it could be a recipe for something. And mustaches, full stop, they they have icky connotations, don't they, Dookie? Certainly. And using a, a tash as a logo... For hot tub cinema is a bit worrying. I used to have, I know a woman who had a full mustache that she used to dye different colors, and she'd like twirl the ends and stuff. And even on her, it had a slight connotation of like ickiness. Not because she's a woman, but it just you know when you're twirling a mustache, that body language just says to me, you might be up to no good. I think you're right. But she, you know, she was very nice and, you know, but, you know, just mustaches full stop need to be tended well and worn well so that they don't have that icky factor. In the words of a person who a lot of people are not big fans of, he's Austrian born, but to quote this man when he was going to his local barbers in the late 1920s. Keep the bit in the middle. I'll have it to the flesh on both sides. Let's go for the Charlie Chaplin look. I don't know what that's about. You know, but, you know, when it's just mental health, then did you hear about, speaking of that particular person, did you hear about the pub in Indonesia that is a Nazi themed pub. Right. And they got shut down 
And now they've reopened. They said they would reopen as a World War II themed pub. But the picture of the man that you're ta- whose mustache you're talking about is still up, as are all the logo from his particular party. Right. All over the walls and floor. Are there any other flags and symbols and photos no. of people from the other side and no. leaders from the other side? No. So there's so no Churchill no or pictures FDR. Of, of the allies. There's none of that. But so they got shut down because you can't do that. And then they said, no, no, no. Now we're a World War II themed pub. And I would just say... It was an odd sight to see the patrons in there. You know, local patrons. Right. Like, it's their local, all done up in, you know, the soldier gear. When you say soldier gear, are we talking about Indonesians who are wearing outfits that are from that particular era and movement? they weren't wearing the outfits from that particular very suspect political party. They were just wearing, like, the normal um, khaki, khaki green. So generic military wear. Generic, like G.I. Joe. But they were sitting... Also known as Action Man in the UK. Action Man. So they were sitting... Or Action Woman, if you are of that persuasion. Action Person. Action People. Action People, if you have a, a multiple of these... Dolls. So they were sitting next to the portrait of the person whose political ideals it, it started World War II, and on the floor around the logo of that particular party. And it was just odd. I mean, the whole thing is, you know... A World War II themed pub. Yes. I mean, the whole thing is just wronger than wrong. I mean, on the scale of wrong, hot tubs are on the this side of the spectrum with Krista Berg, you know, fairly innocuous and not going to hurt anyone, but still wrong. This is on the whole other end of the spectrum of wrong. I mean, that's on the complete opposite off the chart wrong. So this place in Indonesia was shut down because of its supposed allegiance to a movement which kick-started in the 1930s. Yes. The place was shut down, yet it reopened. I would take out the word supposed out of there and yes. So it reopened with a far more generic yes. World War Two based theme. Yes. But it sounds as though... But they haven't actually changed anything. Right. That just sounds like a, a way to cover up the, the bigger picture. Yes, it was just odd. And the owner, he seems a bit... It just... He, he, he just doesn't look like the typical embracer of that political ideology. I if you. you know what I mean. I mean, the Aryan race aren't missing him, if you know what I mean. Right, if yes. If there is indeed an Aryan race which, you know, that, that this particular person embraced this leader of this political movement, he embraced this Aryan ideal. This owner of this pub does not share any characteristics with that, if you know what I mean. Right. So it's just, you know, why? Opposites attract. Should we move on, Dookie? Yes. Just up the ocean, I think. I think it's it's up the ocean. We're going to Australia. Have I got that right? You certainly do. Oh, my gosh. To be fair, down the ocean. Down the ocean, but still kind of around that area Uh, of the globe. Certainly, yes. It's not a million miles away from the world's largest island. Gotcha. We're going to Australia. We're going to Darwin. The northern part of Australia, yes. Is that northern? It certainly is. We're going to the Darwin Beer Can Regatta. Birkan Regatta. You, are you hip for a regatta, Dookie? I'm not only up for a regatta, I'm particularly up for an Australian one. Tell me more. You know, what the country, the, the festivals of every country really say something about that country. And I think this festival really says a lot about the country that it's in. So it's a, uh, it, what does it say about Australia? 
Well, let's talk about what goes on there first. It's a regatta, but the boats are made out of beer cans. Empty beer cans, I should say. Right. right. Empty beer cans. And so what you do is you show up with your boat that you've made entirely out of beer cans. And then there's a race. And according to the website, the biggest fun to be had is watching people put their boats in the water and sink before they've even started the race. So, and I just think it sounds fabulous. It's, it includes gathering together, it includes drinking, and it includes creativity. Because how creative would you have to be to build a boat that actually floats out of recycle beer cans and it includes recycling which i am absolutely there is a green theme and i'm looking at some of these boats that they've got on their website here too i mean look at that bad boy that is fantastic these are quite substantial vessels they are substantial dookie and they look like they can i mean uh, they're floating in the pictures obviously but they look like they could actually get you quite a ways don't they Absolutely. I mean, people are rowing. I mean, one of them is like a platform made out of yellow beer cans that then has like this big structure on top of it that says London to Darwin Celebrity Bus Tour. And it's got the United Kingdom flag on it. So, wow, you must have some British people taking part, too. Uh, Indeed. Yes. I should say that this is taking place on the 6th of July. So you've got a bit of time to get there. It's in Darwin. I just think that sounds amazing. Isn't it winter there now? Yes, although in Darwin, winter doesn't really exist okay. as... I gotcha. Can I just say I love as their, we know it. their strap line as well. You want to hear their strap line? It's fantastic. From trash to splash since 1974. How fantastic is that? From the, trash to splash. That is fantastic. And the event has been going on for nearly 40 years. 1974. They're, they're saying that it was the brainchild of two different people who were members of the Darwin Regional Tourism Promotion Association. And they just, I guess they wanted to stage a festival based on water activities. And they were, they just stumbled upon the idea of building rafts out of empty beer cans and this guy's partner took the idea a little farther and added an outboard motor fantastic i think it sounds he was able to fit an outboard motor onto a vessel made exclusively Of of beer cans so if you're gonna go that's impressive If you're indeed going to build a boat, you need to remember that duct tape and beer cans make surprisingly good floaties. Excellent. It sounds amazing. And I presume there must be people who are dedicated followers and fans of specific types of lager who will make their boats out of these particular brands. Yes. Doesn't that sound fabulous, Dookie? We are heading to Australia. I want to go to the beer can regatta. So, in a way, what you have been chatting with us about... Yes. Both elements involve water. The hot tubs... Oh, yes, ...and the beer can-based vessels. That is true, Dookie. As for the special venue in Indonesia, that was merely a conduit to get us from London... To Darwin. The specialist venue in Indonesia was so unrelated to anything that could even be called a recommendation. In fact, my only recommendation about that particular venue would be to steer well clear. Sylvia, it has been a slice of water sports related fun having you here on scintillating situations in your city once again. Thank you, Dookie. Thank you, Dookie listeners. This has been Sylvia Silversmith reporting on scintillating situations in your city.
Are you done with those mugs? To a mere pedestrian or uninitiated local, Penge may appear to be an unremarkable suburb of London. Neither city nor country, neither posh nor destitute. But in this quiet enclave in the southeastern quarter of our nation's capital is an Art Deco semi-detached house owned and occupied by a North American transplant to Blighty named Slutty Sue. And while I was on my way to the Dukey Radio Show studios, I popped into Sue's pristine abode and asked, Slutty Sue, what have you been up to? I have a very green thumb, and my neighbour is a keen gardener himself. So every summer he likes to come over and admire my feathered maiden. He took my advice on hardening off his young plants this past spring, and now they've blossomed into hardy perennials. Today he was looking to take care of some grafting, so he wanted my help in promoting a desirable rootstock. It meant we had to open up a bag of compost and get all dirty. So today I've been scrubbing up the filth I traipsed through the conservatory after helping my neighbor trim his bare stem. Regular Dukey Radio Show listeners will be familiar with Harvey. He's a New York native who regularly crosses the pond to take in the best of heavy music. Oh, God. Despite his quiet demeanour, uh. Harvey is a man whose credo is the heavier, the better. Uh. And feeling not so fresh oh, after an arduous journey from Hellfest uh. in France to the Dukey Radio Show Studios in London. Okay. Here's the man himself. Hello, Harvey. How are you doing? Uh, you seem a bit hot and flustered. Oh, Dukey, it's hot. It's hot, I tell you, but it's, it's, it's good to be back here. Good to be back in your, uh, your new studio and uh, back, back in uh, London. It's good. I, 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 and uh, Hellfest was tremendous. It was tremendous, Dookie, I'm telling you. You've been to Hellfest many, many times. How many times have you actually crossed the pond in order to take in Uh, this premier French hard rock festival? I I can't say how many times, Dookie. All I can say is that I've accrued uh, enough uh, frequent flyer points that uh, I can get my next three trips over here for free. You are a regular yes, and then it's, some. It's more regular than I than my bells are, let's just say that. Oh, I'll ask about that later. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, no need. Quick question. There's nothing though. happening. Now, you are from New York. Yes. And on your doorstep are many a hard rock festival. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yet you regularly cross the pond to take in our festivals uh, here in the UK and on the continent. I go to festivals wherever I can, and you know, you can't beat Hellfest. It's not to say that the ones in the United States of America are, are wonderful, but uh, the, ones, the ones on this side of the uh, Atlantic Ocean, they're a marvel to behold. And what were the highlights from this uh, particular Oh, Dookie, uh, you'll have to excuse me because I might well up a little. The you sheer seem beauty. quite emotional. How uh, much of that is related to the journey which involved no, all kinds of delays? Uh, and Dookie, I kept welling up during the highlights. The, one of the highlights was seeing Toxic Holocaust. Toxic Holocaust. Yeah, they, they were um, a band from Portland, Oregon. They're if from Portland, serves. Portland, Oregon. That's that's right, Dookie. They opened with Metal Attack, uh, which is from their album. You'll probably know it from Death Master. 
and it's just uh, a beautiful thing. It is a standout uh, track from Deathmaster. And then the, the thing that was great was they played two from their debut album. They played uh, Evil Never Dies. Uh, no, they, they, sorry, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting my words mixed up because I'm all overcome. They played uh, from their debut album, uh, Evil Never Dies. They played uh, 666 in War is Hell. Uh the quite jubilant tracks, uh, aren't they? Oh, dookie. You know, the, 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 only, the only kind of uh, disappointments there, you know, there's always disappointments in life. So and the only disappointments was, uh, sadly, they didn't play Wargasm. But, you know, as it's a bonus track from the album, you know, you can't really blame them. It is a bonus track, but also it is a bit of a fan fave. Uh, it's definitely a fan fave. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, for us diehards, you know, as it were. But uh, when they opened with Metal Attack, uh, I, I, I got all uh, kind of weepy. I got a little weepy. I got, and then, Dookie, can I let you know about the other h- h- highlight? Of course. Uh, Dookie, have you ever seen Carcass? Liverpudlian band. Yeah. I've seen them only once, and they're a full-on band. They are a veteran band and quite influential as well. I think if you go back to the back catalogue, the sounds might seem tame for that genre, but, oh my word, uh, you know, uh, absolute pioneers well, and great song titles as well. John Peel declared them the, the best album of, of 1980, 1988, their album Reek of Putrefaction. So, you know, that just shows you, you know, that he had good taste. He certainly did. And, and you know, when I've seen Top Buzzer, you know, I, I, you guys remind me of Carcass because, as you know, you know, Jeff Walker is a, is a singing bass player, much like yourself. True. And uh, singing bass players, we're good people. I have to say that when they walked out on stage, I did actually, I had to get a, a fresh hanky. Because, you know, we, it's seeing them back together, you know, after their, their first reunion in, in, in 2012. You know, they did well, as you and your listeners will know, they disbanded for a very long time. They disbanded in, in 95 and, and, and they only reunited in, in 2007. And, but they, you know, they hadn't gigged much until 2012. And then it was a little touch and go as to whether they would... You know they, they they play again. So every time I see them, I get so emotional, and it's just it's just so sad that the drummer, you know, Ken Owen, he can't be there after his aneurysm. But uh, uh, just uh, an aneurysm is a very good excuse. Yeah. Uh, Do you like the replacement? Do you feel that they chose well? Uh, he was he was hitting them like there was no tomorrow. Uh, Dookie, when when they played Incarnated Solvent Abuse, you know, you'll know it from the album Necroticism, colon, uh, Discant in the Insalubrious. Uh, you know, of course you'll know that. It's a title that rolls uh, off the tongue. Yeah, I love that colon. It's a great Necroticism. We all love a good colon. Colon, Discant in the Insalubrious. You know, that was... Uh, and then uh, that, you know, he was really hitting them hitting them drums and then and then they played exhume to consume off of well you'll know you know the album symphonies of sickness which was uh, it's just such a wonderment dookie i can hardly which is your favorite album from carcass well i have to say that reek of putrefaction you know i gotta i gotta agree with with john peel yeah, and it's just sadly, you know, like I say, so many disappointments in life in the world that they, they didn't do a number of really amazing songs off of that album. They Like, for instance, they didn't do Regurgitation of Giblets, and nor, nor they d- did they do a Malignant Defecation or, a, or a Carbonized Eye Sockets. Off of that album. What which a is, shame. What a real is, shame. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a shame, Dookie, you know. You know, that's a very good empathizing you do there because that's exactly what it is. It's a shame. I mean, you know, and I just had to go back to my hotel because I, I can't stay in the tents because they, they, they get a little, uh, you know, a little, uh, you know, what's the word? A little, uh, a little uh, hot and a little sweaty for me. So when I got back to my hotel, you know, I, I, I just had to listen to it on my iPod. I had to listen to carbonized eye sockets. 
and 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 I just had to weep along with a malignant defecation. And a lot of people do weep over uh, that particular uh, track. It just and you know regurgitation of giblets. Don't don't you think that's just uh, uh, the way the instruments all come together on that one and. And uh, the way his voice just, Jeff Walker's voice just sounds so melodic. Did you ever see the band with the original lineup pre 1995? Of course. Of course, I saw Count Owen, and that's, I've, I've sent him a Get Well card. And I've just I've followed him, you know. He's you know he's gotten a lot better, and God bless and, and and thank you, Jesus and baby Jesus, that he's gotten so much better. But he's just he just can't play on the tour anymore. But the the drummer is very good, yeah, very good. He was he was really banging him out. So Dookie, I just uh, I I had to let you know, and and and. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be coming back to see them. I mean, uh, what's great this year is that Toxic Holocaust are gonna be playing in St. Petersburg, so I gotta go see them. There. Are you going to, as in St. Petersburg, uh, CIS, yeah. Yeah, of course. Russia, of course. rather than the one in Florida? Uh, of course, of course. So you're going to travel all the way to Russia to take in this. Portland band. Well, wouldn't you? I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, they 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 sing in my heart. Yeah, both the Toxic Holocaust and, and you know, Carcass, particularly the Reek of Putrefaction, just it gladdens the heart, Dookie. I mean, they're doing beautiful things for the world. And, you know, I'm here in London for the summer like I always am. And, and, and yeah, yeah, you know, Marsha invited me to this hot tub, a hot tub movie theater. Uh, I might give that a miss because it sounds, you know, it sounds very humid to me. The heat seems to affect you quite yeah, a yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm not good with humid, Dookie. I, I really, feel for you. really plays havoc with my hives. Now, Carcass are from Liverpool, a port city. That's, that's right. And Toxic Holocaust, they're from Portland, Oregon, another port city. Yeah, that's you right. yourself are from New York, a yes. port city. Yes, that is now, Harvey, do you think there's a link between port cities and the creation and breeding of great, heavy, thrash and metal bands, as well as fans of such so music? I just think that it's all, you know, maybe it's being near the water that makes their music so beautiful, because I find being near the water can be a very beautiful experience. So maybe that's how these these men make such beautiful music that just tears at the heartstrings. That would be my opinion. We're not talking about the archetype romantic ballad fodder here, yet you find beauty. A bog-standard music lover would Uh, no doubt find Carcass and Toxic Holocaust to be challenging listening. Well, you know what I would say to them? I would say to anyone who hasn't wept over listening to Toxic Holocaust, Thoid Album, An Overdose of Death, then they have no soul. Fair enough. If they don't think that is an overdose of death is the most beautiful thing in the world, then they have no soul. So that that's shall I come back and report to you some more, Dookie? I mean, I, I saw I saw Will she and 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 Sarah. They were at uh, they were at Hellfest and. You know, uh, For new listeners to the radio show, Welshy is the drummer in my band's Top Buzzer, and he is also a regular Hellfest rock and roller. And he was buzzing about being able to see Iron Maiden at Hellfest. Yeah, they were a little soft. Oh, you, you found them to be a bit yeah. on the lighter end. A little air war, a little, you know, I, I, I heard them in the distance and I thought, oh my God, why the air supply playing at Hellfest? That's a bit harsh. I mean, surely you're exaggerating But I, I have to say, I ran into Welshy and his, his lovely girlfriend friend, Sarah, and she was looking fetching. Ever so fetching. You do have a, a little bit of a thing for Sarah, who uh, is Welshy's girlfriend. She's, she's a very fetching, fetching young lady. So, uh, oh, excuse me, I'm feeling a little bilious. Um, so I will, I'm, I'm hoping to see you. With, well, I'll, I will, I will, I will definitely, definitely be seeing you in, in a Rebellion Festival. In, You're in going August. to be coming to Rebellion Festival in August to yeah, yes. catch up with the best in. 
punk rock from around the world. Top Buzzer will be playing there on the Friday night. Of course, of course you're playing. Now, you love your music super heavy, and punk sometimes has elements of that. I would have thought most of the bands at Rebellion would be a little bit tuneful and, dare I say, light for yourself. Yeah, they're a, they are. That is a good question, Dookie, that they are a little a little light for me. They can't, you know, but, you know, you got to stretch. You got to stretch yourself sometimes. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to be on the more uh, lighter, the more meditative end, you know, just to kind of, you know, when I want something a little softer. And I, and I look forward to seeing Top Buzzer because, as you know, that I really like a singing bass player like uh, Jeff Walker from Crockett. I'm absolutely honoured to be compared to a person of his stature, so thanks very, very much there. Are you going to be on this side of the pond between all now summer. and Rebellion? All summer, all summer. So uh, I, I will drop in. I'll let you know uh, some more bands and stuff that I'm, uh, I'm seeing because I'm, I'm doing the Soy Kid Dookie. I'm, I'm so excited. You are a true fan, and I wish you the best with your festival going this summer. And, Uh, oh, are you okay there? I'm I'm, I'm a little bilious, but hopefully, you know, I'll I think you're a lot bilious. I'm going to go take some Pepto. It's a good thing I brought a Liquid cement. I brought a suitcase full of Pepto with me. You might need some Imodium as well if the odor is anything to go by. You know, I needed to block myself up, so yeah, it's good. Harvey, it has been an absolute pleasure having you back in the studio and we're looking forward to catching up with you later on in the summer. took me out uh, shopping. Uh, not something I'm a big lover of, you know, except, you know, we went to a bookstore, which is kind of nice. I guess it's been refurbished or something, this famous bookstore, and she was getting all kind of sentimental and stuff over, you know, the place looked really nice. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so we were walking down the street in the West End and, uh, there was this guy heading towards us. You know, he's just a normal kind of guy. Uh, we didn't see him doing anything unusual. And uh, what we overheard him say was, uh, You have to hold daddy's hand and keep your pants on. We both kind of thought that was funny because, you know, I've got a couple of gay friends who I'm sure they've probably said something like that to one of their boyfriends or another along. Even with the word daddy. Well, yeah, well, especially with the especially word daddy. Especially with the word daddy. Uh, but, you know, we did turn around, we laughed, and we didn't notice that this guy was talking to his kid. So, you know, it wasn't that kind of situation, but I thought it was pretty funny. You know, and you know when sometimes when you're out and about, I don't know why we always have to say that. We can't just say out anymore. We always got to add an about to it. I don't know why. Even in print, like even when I'm reading the paper or whatever. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, sometimes when you're out and about, see there, I've done it again. Uh, you know, if you hear somebody in London, especially since we were kind of near Soho. And you hear somebody being told to keep their pants on. It's not actually guaranteed that it's going to be a kid. You know what True. I mean? You know what I mean, Dickie? kid, though. Well, yeah, that is true but like kid as in you know you're still a kid if you need to be reminded to keep your pants on. True. Unless you're in Soho at a certain yeah, all right. In which I you see might be yeah, encouraged okay. to not. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I gotcha. So, and you know what I should have done, Dookie? While I was down there, I should have went to another independent because there's a lot of them around Soho. Yes, you have a new segment on this show called Bean and Gone. B-E-A-N and and Gone, in which you review coffee retail establishments in and around London. Yeah, I slacked. Slacked off of it, Dookie. So, uh, next week, yeah, I'll go... Probably go around Soho Way again and, you know, see what's up in the coffee, independent coffee, non-corporate world. How about that? I think that would be a tremendous idea. Yes, please. We look forward to you reporting on that very thing. Gotcha. And that's your lot. You've been listening to Goal West. My name is Dookie and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. We're going straight to the wild, wild west. We're going straight to 